Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed my last interview. And if you missed it and you'd like to listen to the show, links can be found on my YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. John Lifesay, aka The Pitch Whisperer, is an incredible keynote speaker. His TEDx talk, Be the Lifeguard of Your Own Life, has over 1 million views and was featured in Larry King's show. He has an innate ability to motivate companies' sales teams to turn mundane case studies into compelling case stories so they win more new business. From John's award-winning career at Condé Nast, he shares the lessons he learned, best-selling author and creator of the online course Revenue Rockstar Mastery, host of his own podcast, The Successful Pitch, heard in over 60 countries and co-creator of the Superhero You, which is a community to help people discover their superhero power and live a life full of confidence and creativity. John has a new book, The Sale is in the Tale, and it's business fable set in Austin, Texas, and is about a sales representative whose old ways of selling are not working anymore. So John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Candy. Great to be with you. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I've got some fascinating questions that we're going to be discussing, but I would love for you to just tell us a little bit before we get into questions. How did you become known as the pitch whisperer? Mm. Well, I am a sales keynote speaker, as you mentioned, and Anthem Insurance was mm-hmm. interviewing me to decide they wanted to hire me versus two other people they were looking at. And I asked this question that I think is so important for every business owner to think about is what is your situation and how does it impact what else is going on? Get the big picture. So mm-hmm. in my particular case, instead of just being focused on my one hour keynote, I said, what else is going on during the two days after I, if I'm your speaker, what else is happening? And she's, oh, 
We're going to have an improvisation session with people shouting out objections from the audience and people are going to role play on stage handling them. And I said, oh, well, what if I stayed after the keynote and would be part of that and whisper in people's ear if they got stuck or something? Because improvisation is all about yes and. Mm-hmm. And go, oh, my gosh, that would be amazing. We never even thought of asking a speaker to do that. And that's what made them hire me. And it was big success. And people said, oh, I wish you could be in my ear when I'm actually in the field. And I told that story to Inc. Magazine, and they said, sounds like you're the pitch whisperer. And I went, oh, (laughs) I kind of like that. So I've actually trademarked it now, and people can Google that and find me. So it's a nice branding tool for me from a story. Well, and it's nice that someone else gave it to you, too. Yes, exactly. (laughs) People go, what's a horse whisperer? No, a dog whisperer. What the heck's a pitch whisperer? So it's a fun way to start conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know that's what we'll be talking about today, conversations and stories and, you know, things like that, too, and mm-hmm. how to use them, you know, to sell. And so I know you've got three C's that yes. people need in order to tell a good story. So what are those? The first one, Candy, is clear. If you confuse people with a bunch of acronyms, they're going to mm-hmm. say no. The second one is concise. Mm-hmm. The reason stories have to be concise is so people can remember and repeat them. That's how you mm-hmm. create brand ambassadors. And the third one is compelling. You have to have a story with a stake somewhat high. We have to feel something to have that emotional connection because that's what makes people buy is an emotional connection. So mm-hmm. clear, concise, and compelling. So when you have a story to go, whether it's your own personal story or a story of another client you helped, practice it in front of some friends or coworkers and say, was it clear? Was it concise enough? Uh, was it compelling? Did you feel anything? And that's that'll help you fine tune your stories. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, first, when you were saying clear to one of the things I thought of, too, is a lot of times when we in our specific industries have words we're used to, or like you said, acronyms, we may not even think that they may not be understandable by others. And right. So really trying to remember to speak in a language that makes sense, you know, for those who are listening, I think that's really important. But I also wanted to ask you about concise. Like, do you have kind of a guideline of what is considered the right amount of, you know, information to make it concise? Well, one of the biggest problems people have when they tell a story is it rambles on and on and never has a Mm -hmm. point. I have a structure telling a story that typically the guideline is, you know, 60 to 90 seconds is about the length of time people can remember essence of a story. And Mm -hmm. You need to have the exposition, the who, what, where, when. So you paint a picture so people feel like they're in the story. Was mm. this yesterday, last year? Where are mm-hmm. we in the world? Who's Who are the characters? And then you need to describe a problem that people are having in such a way that it's the stakes are fairly high. If the story doesn't have the stakes high, nobody cares. And then you have your solution. And then the final part of a good story is the resolution. In other words, mm-hmm. what is life like after someone's hired you? more peace of mind, happier, more productive, more money, whatever it is. Most Mm -hmm. stories don't have that. They just stop at the solution, you know, and we file their taxes for them or whatever. Imagine if the Wizard of Oz ended when Dorothy got in the balloon to go back to Kansas. But no, Mm -hmm. there's that great resolution scene where she's in bed going, oh, there's no place like home and you were there. And that's what makes that story a classic. Mm -hmm. So if you you can have all four of those parts in a 60 to 90 second story, then you really have checked off all the boxes. Mm-hmm. 
So it sounds like obviously you're using like a case study or, you know, a client situation that you've already helped yes. somebody, you know, as your story, you know, right. sharing that. Mm -hmm. Because you want other people to see themselves in the story and mm -hmm. you're not the hero of the story. That's the big aha for some people. You're the Sherpa helping them climb Mount Everest or mm -hmm. Yoda and Star Wars. So let's give an example of one. I was working with Olympus, the camera company. They have a medical division. And they said, oh, we have this piece of equipment that makes surgeries go 30% faster. We just don't understand why people aren't jumping at this. I go, well, it's logical and it's facts and figures and people buy emotionally and then back it up with logic. Mm -hmm. So now they tell this story. Imagine how happy Dr. Higgins was down at Long Beach Memorial using this equipment when he could go out to the patient's family in the waiting room an hour earlier than expected. And if you've ever waited for someone you love to come out of surgery, you know, every minute feels like an hour. The doctor comes out, says, good news. The scope shows they don't have cancer. And then turned to the rep and said, you know, this is why I became a doctor. Now that rep tells that story to another doctor at another hospital who sees themselves in it and says, this is why I became a doctor. I want your equipment too. Mm -hmm. Boom. Mm -hmm. The client said, oh, that gives us chills. Not only are we not telling a story, it never occurred to us to make a patient's family a character in the story. Right. So, you know, the doctor's the hero in that story. And that's why other doctors see themselves in it and want to go on the journey. Mm -hmm. And that makes perfect sense as, you know, I'm hearing your story that you're sharing with us too. But if someone's listening and they're saying, well, how do I turn kind of what I do into that story, right? You know, like without sharing too much detail, like, you know, about a particular client or, you know, I'm not sure how to really create that to make it, you know, that type of memorable story and engaging emotional, you know, that, that way, but how do I, how do I even create it? Well, it, as you saw, the length was concise, right? It was no longer than a minute and repeatable and memorable and made you feel something, you know, when they first told me, okay, 30% faster, I started asking questions. What does that even mean? Well, it's about how long is the normal surgery? Three hours with this equipment, two hours. Okay. So we're saving an hour. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's, that's much better than just 30% faster. All right. So we're saving an hour. Who cares about this? I guess the hospital does. They can make more money. The doctors are on their feet less and they might make more money. Who else cares? And then I just remembered my own experience of my sister being in surgery with me waiting with my mom for her to come out and how long that was. And I went, oh, that's who would care. Mm -hmm. So once we had that identified... Then I thought, figured out a technique where I could pull you into the story saying, if you've ever waited for someone you loved, you know what it feels like. And so now mm -hmm. you're really in it. You're showing empathy for the patient's family. So mm -hmm. that's the first part is figure out who's really benefiting from this solution and figure out, you know, follow that format, you know, how long ago this was, where the doctor is and you feel for the patient's family and then the solution and then figure out what the resolution is. And I use real-time dialogue there. Mm -hmm. Your goal is to make people feel like they're eavesdropping in on the conversation that the doc. So the doctor said, this is why I became a doctor for moments like this. That's in So you feel like you're eavesdropping in on that conversation. And so using dialogue, telling the story in present tense, all those are techniques of telling a great story. Mm -hmm. So, and you just said telling that story in the present tense, but if you're using like a case history, you know, of something you've done in the past, so how do you right. take something you've done, but make it present tense then? Well, I did that in that story, didn't I? Because I explained mm -hmm. that the, the exposition was, this took place six months ago. 
But then when I describe the doctor going out to the patient's family, that part mm -hmm. of it is in present tense. And the doctor's mm -hmm. dialogue, it's not like, and then the doctor said to the rep, this is one of the reasons what made me become a, no, the doctor says to the rep, mm -hmm. even though we know that it took Instead place. Of said, it says, okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes sense too. So obviously that emotional tug is what is going to really capture people. So how do you necessarily, if again, you feel that your information, because that story that you shared makes perfect sense. You've got family who's worried and they're, you know, it's just going to make their life so much easier. Yeah. But if you're doing something that's maybe, you know, not as emotionally generating those feelings too, I mean, I'm just thinking there are certain things like even in my industry, I say it like I give peace of mind and things like that too. And I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, but sometimes people are just like, Oh, it's just numbers. Right. You know, so maybe there's somebody who's, you know, trying to sell a product that maybe is not as life changing, you know, as you know, what you were just talking about. So mm -hmm. how do you still take something that might be mundane or some people maybe don't see as, as necessary maybe to turn it into a story that's going to kind of tug at them and be like, Oh yes. Now I understand why I need your product or service. Well, we can see examples of this in the Super Bowl commercials where big companies take like Kia had an electric car commercial mm -hmm. last year. And that's a fairly, you know, there's a lot of electric cars out there. It's a, <laughs> right. it's a car, it's electricity. You don't really feel anything normally when you think of it, but they, turned it into a commercial where the driver's the hero mm -hmm. and there's an electric dog chasing an electric car and the dog runs out of batteries in midair and the driver's the hero and re-energizes the dog and the dog comes to life again. So mm -hmm. it's a playful way to take a non, you know, inanimate object and turn it into a personality. That's what storytelling and advertising is all about. And I think the best place to always start is what are the stakes? If you're selling peace of mind through making, you know, what happens if you don't file your taxes on time, right? Mm. What happens if you make a mistake? Are there penalties? Could you go to mm -hmm. jail? Blah, 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 right? All this kind of thing that people don't really think about. And you just make the stakes high by describing what happens if this doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true too, is maybe looking at the consequences of something too. Like maybe it's the negative instead of that feel good feeling. Maybe sometimes you have to have that negative. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've worked with insurance and mortgage companies on helping their sales teams craft their stories and not drowned in a sea of sameness because everyone sounds the same. The People just pick the cheapest. So mm -hmm. it's all about painting a picture of this family who was so grateful that they took my advice and bought an umbrella policy when their son accidentally hurt another child on a ski accident. Mm. You know, mm. the medical bills would have been bankrupt the family had they not had this policy. Well, now you've taken something that's fairly dry and turned it into a story that people go, oof, talk about peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and I know we were looking at this kind of from a business perspective too and selling your products and services, but what would you say also in terms of how we can use storytelling to actually help our personal relationships as well? Mm. I had um, an orthopedic surgeon who had a product that he wanted my help on crafting a story to sell it. And then he was uh, putting his little eight-year-old daughter to bed. And she said, you know, tell me a story. And he goes, okay, I'm going to read, I don't know, Good Night Mood. She goes, no, no, read me a story, Daddy. Tell me a story. He goes, mm -hmm. I panicked. And then I remembered your four-step process to telling a story and that I should make her or someone like her the hero in the story. 
So I said, okay, the exposition, once upon a time, there's this little girl and he gave her a different name, but the same age as you, you know, and he started and he, and he was off and running and she loved it. And he, I made him a hero to his daughter. So that was mm. a really great example of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important too. And especially communicating with your kids or, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to really have that interaction. So I mm-hmm. love that you just shared that story as well, because it's not just about selling our products and services to other professionals or other clients. Right. It's really how we can use that in our own personal interactions as well. Well, when you come home from, you know, work or a trip or anything, no one says, you know, Tell me the stats of how your day went. Huh? You know, how long was lunch? An hour, an hour and 10 minutes, right? Nobody wants numbers. They want a story. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think because the stories, we can feel like we're participating in what they experience too, especially if you're talking about like family and they're coming home and how was yep. your day at school? Or, you know, tell me about something that yep. you enjoyed today, whatever that might be. And really building that trust and love and all of that with each other. And that's what you want to build with your people you're selling to trust Mm -hmm. and respect. And I say soft skills make you strong. Mm -hmm. And so people go, wait, how can something soft make me strong? Well, you have the hard skills, right? You're a financial guru, you're a lawyer, whatever. But listening, empathy, and storytelling, those are the soft skills that combined make you a strong business person Mm -hmm. and person in general. It's so true. I mean, a lot of people don't even necessarily know what the soft skills are that they really need, but that mm-hmm. is so important too. Cause yes, we can know our technical stuff, but if we don't have that easy way to communicate or to have empathy for someone when they're going through a right. struggle, you know, then what's the point, right? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes us feel like the more you describe someone's problem and show empathy for it, the more mm-hmm. they think you have their solution. Mm. That's a really good point. I love that you just said that too. I think it's, that's a key takeaway even for someone that, you know, they don't necessarily think through that all the time too, but that was, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) You know, like Candy, are you in my head? How do you know that's what's keeping me up at night, worrying about being Mm -hmm. behind my taxes? And I've never, you know, it's just a constant stress and you're going to take that off my plate. Oh my God. When can I hire you? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I have a customer that says every single time he calls me and we have a conversation and I go over things with him, he breathes a sigh of relief and he knows we're going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And then he can go on and enjoy his day. Right. And I exactly. love that. You know? Yeah. So, you know, we can't be experts in everything, you know, and mm-hmm. we have to outsource things that we're not good at because it's a waste of our time, first of all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do what you love and makes you the most money. Don't be caught up mowing your own lawn, cleaning your own toilet, doing your own taxes, whatever. Let people who specialize and love doing it, do it. Right. Exactly. Well, and like I said, we all have our strengths and there are things that we should be focused on to help generate revenue for the business. So even if you can do something, you're good at it. doesn't mean you should. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. You could maybe do your own oil change, but is that a good use of your time? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Right. So you also mentioned saying going from invisible to irresistible. So can you touch on that a little bit? Yes. I've created this ladder where it becomes a roadmap for people. So maybe you have some target accounts that don't even know you exist. And so you're invisible. It's mostly putting your empathy hat on and going, where do people see me? Right? Mm -hmm. Nobody jumps into hiring you if they don't even know you exist. And then you go up the ladder to insignificant. Yeah, I know what you do, but I don't, I'm doing that myself, right? It's insignificant. 
or you're trying to sell life insurance to a 20 year old. They're like, I don't need that. And then you get up to the interesting rung. And this is where people really get stuck. Um, they go, oh, someone said they're interested, send information, and then it's crickets. I call it being mm-hmm. stuck at the friend zone at work. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's really hard to get out of that. And you're like, well, then you needed storytelling to intrigue them, which is the next rung up, to start picturing a better future with you. And then you have mm-hmm. the clients that love you. They're irresistible and they give you referrals. And you got to still pay attention to them. You can't take that relationship for granted either. So I work mm-hmm. with teams and clients on let's identify people at each rung and what we're going to do to move up a rung. And it's a really great roadmap to use. And then storytelling is the vehicle to get people up that rung. Mm-hmm. So when you are talking about these different rungs where they're starting out and you've got somebody who's, you know, doesn't even know you exist and you want to, you know, be able to at least be in front of them. And then they're, yep. you know, like, oh, well, you're insignificant right now, but like, then what would you say is a tip maybe for, each of those scenarios, you know, mm-hmm. how they can move someone up until they're like, oh, we have to use you. Well, it all becomes, again, having the right story to the right person. So make mm-hmm. sure you're targeting somebody who needs what you have and can afford what you have. So you're not wasting mm-hmm. your time. Once you go, now this person is just like one of my favorite clients. They just don't know the benefits of working with me yet. So, okay, that's a given. Once it's, you know, curated a little bit, Then you say, let me tell you a story of someone who is just like you. They Mm -hmm. were in business five years. They've been doing their taxes themselves. And now they're just so busy. It gets put to the back burner and they're putting out fires and they're actually losing revenue because they're not tracking their deductions properly or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So you just get them, you, you tell them a story. And of course, warm introductions are everything because trust gets transferred. So if you tell people, this is who I help and this is what problem I solve, then that makes it easy for them to remember that and start bragging about you to other people like that. Mm -hmm. So obviously we see your cover of your book there too. So do you want to talk a little bit about the sale is in the tail? What it's Yes. It's a business fable set here in Austin where I live. So it's a little bit of a love letter to Austin. And it's a story about storytelling. It's about a salesperson struggling, stuck in a slump, doesn't know what to do. All the old ways not working of just pushing out numbers. And he has a coworker introduce him to the concept of the power of storytelling. And once she starts becoming his mentor around that, his he goes from almost being fired to getting promoted and it improves his personal life. And people seem to really enjoy the journey. And then at the end are all the templates on how to craft your own stories. Mm. Oh, that's helpful too. So you're not just reading a story, but you're giving them something to help them create their own. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nice. I love that too. Because I mean, we can hear what you're saying and be like, oh yes, I, I get it. Right. But then sometimes when it comes down to the actual putting it together, mm-hmm. we don't always know what to do or how to do it. So yeah. I love that you have that too. So like any final tips, like there was maybe something I didn't ask that you wanted to share that would help somebody really understand how to use the storytelling to, you know, improve on those professional or personal relationships, get the sale, you know, or maybe not get the sale because maybe it's not the right fit. I would say, don't just jump into this story about your product. Tell your own personal story of origin, how you got into accounting, law, whatever it is you're doing. That's a much better way to create rapport versus just talking about sports or the weather and then Mm -hmm. ask them what their story of origin is. You'll be surprised what you find out and how it bonds people. 
mm-hmm. if anybody wants the first chapter of my book for free, all they have to do is take out their phone and text the word pitch, P-I-T-C-H, to 66866, and they'll get the first chapter for free. Nice. I was going to ask if you have an offer, you know, that you want to share. Yes. So I assume that's your offer. That's so the thank offer. Thank you so much for sharing that. So if someone has heard this and like, you have great information, I want to be able to find out more. I want to connect mm. with you. Like, how can they find you to connect? My website is my name, John Livesey, L-I-V is in Victor E-S-A-Y.com. If you can't remember that or the sale is in the tail, just Google the pitch whisperer and all my content shows up there. Perfect. I just love the conversation that we've had today. This has been fun. It's informative. I'm sure, you know, listeners have learned quite a bit from you. So thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Candy. And to you, the listener, thank you for tuning in. I hope you found this discussion interesting and that you enjoyed how storytelling can improve your professional and personal relationships. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to John at any of the links that he shared or send us a message at media at abandp.com. And don't forget to get that free chapter from him. Mm-hmm. And I hope you can join me for my next interview. And remember, you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can find the show Biz Help for You posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And would you please share my show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite platform? I'd really appreciate your support. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.